I don't know that I can ever accept that a man named Steven, Steven did, did this yeah. to me. <laughs> so funny. That's dude. just really it's random. Not, it's not even that weird of a, no, na- a name, dude, but when you're it BJ been, Barnes, It would have been better if it was like the guy like the guy who looks like the guy from Sugar Ray or something do this to me. <sighs> BJ Barnes, son, open up. I, and I definitely took everything I had in me not to not text you when the DMX came on. Oh my god, dude. So great. Up in here. It's so good, dude. Welcome to Romancing the Gemstones, where we're talking about the righteous gemstones from HBO. I am one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire. One, two, three, four, five. The fifth. And I'm here with my co-host, Magnum Mills, to talk about Season 3, Episode 6, titled, For Out of the Heart Comes Evil Thoughts. I am Magnum Mills. Thank you for checking out Romancing the Gemstones. You can find us wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. We're on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff because we're presented by regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Please don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. That's how other people find our show, how they find our channel. We greatly appreciate it. If you had fun, please click that thumb. Just one. Just one thumb. Click it twice, you're unclicking. So remember, one click of the thumb. This is a full spoiler show, so we are going to spoil everything in our discussion of this episode. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. This is season three, episode six, titled For Out of the Heart comes evil thoughts the 24th overall episode of the righteous gemstones originally aired july 16th 2023 directed by jonathan watson this is the first episode of gemstones that he's directed written by john carcieri and danny mcbride this is the sixth written by credit for the duo on gemstones notable guest stars include walton goggins as baby billy kristen johnson as Mene. Lucas Haas as Chuck, Casey Wilson as Christy, Steve Zahn as Peter, Stephen Schneider as Stephen, and Robert Oberst as Carl. The short plot synopsis is, threatened with blackmail, Judy turns to Amber for advice, while Jesse goads BJ into a long-simmering fight. A despondent Calvin tackles life without Keith. Baby Billy works on bringing Jesse's miracle to life. Now, I checked out the online reaction to this episode, and it seemed like everyone liked it, but how about you, Mills? Please apply our patented Ron's Left evaluation system for Out of the Heart Comes Evil Thoughts. Are you romancing it? Is this kind of a one-night stand, or are you simply swiping left? You always try to get me with the alliteration, but I think I have to romance this one, because not only does it have my Uncle Baby Billy, it's got DMX. Come on, and massive amounts of dong hanging. So John Thundergun would approve. I, I think I have to romance this one. No diggity, no doubt. How about yourself? Oh, I'm I'm romancing it. I'm in love. It's it's we're romancing the stones <laughs> all the way on this. We're going out again tomorrow time. night. <laughs> <laughs> For all the reasons that you laid out, good sir. Yes. And I just mentioned, man. Let's just let's address it right out of the gate. Let's just talk about the dog fight, and then we'll kind of move on to our thoughts about a. BJ and Judy and kind of what they went through in this episode. But dude, I'm trying to think of anybody who's long dog like that long in this thing. Maybe that was it the Vigo Mortensen movie, like Eastern Promises. There's one kind of long sequence that I saw her and maybe Red Heat, where Arnold, like at the beginning of that movie, again, another thing like a Russian bathhouse, but he's like really just he's just hanging butt cheeks. He's not really dong in it. Yeah. 
Steven was like, don't, he did that one move where he like jumps off the bed and just like yes. body checks him. And he goes right from, you know, getting it out with himself to doing this too. So like, he I just mean, got out of the shower or something. He went, <laughs> no, you could hear it. You could hear it slapping skin. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was hanging. It was flapping. Um, and it took, not only did he just like have this massive fight in his house, he then took it outside, butt ass naked. It just no shame, just hanging dong, dude. I can't, I can't imagine all the jail shit, dude. Oz didn't even hang dong like this. I mean, this is this is a wild amount of dong hanging. Uh, it's got to be up there for some sort of record uh, for HBO, and that's saying something. HBO has done a ton of shows that show banging. Nobody's hung dong like this, dude. I mean, it's it's just wild. I, I mean, after this, you could say that full penetration is probably the final frontier for HBO. We got the incest, we got the dong fight, and I mean. Yeah, it, they're working to it uh, for better or worse. I mean, I thought the actual fight <laughs> was pretty good. It, you know, I did definitely enjoy a lot the uh, the training sequence. But dude, yeah, oh, you're taking God. some shots with those little even the little tube for brass knuckle. Your like your orbital bone will be smashed and everything. Like that's some serious stuff. So the fight scene in general, I thought it was great because BJ's all fired up. We we had the training like that was so enjoyable. He gets there. He's not going to It's BJ Barnes, son. Like he's super into it. He gets in there. And of course, you see Steven just, you know, masturbating, <laughs> hanging down right away. And he does it, dude. He punches him. He spits on him. He says it. But then it didn't affect Steven the way he thought he would. So he just gets his ass kicked. But dude, you got to love how this thing went down at the end where he just, you know, he lost and then BJ just grabs him by the nuts and ends up winning it. Like it was just a great, I mean, I felt a stomach pain when he grabbed him by the nuts. That's how real it was. Um, Very, very, very funny. But probably the best part is when he looks around and he sees the two little kids in the neighborhood. That reminded me of the uh, Limonita girls from uh, Barry. Limonada. The Limonada girls, remember? With the house blowing up and they're just across the street. All the the, the guys, the uh, Las Aquias and everybody. Las Aquilas. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a great fight scene. Great, like, and honestly, great use of Beej, man. BJ has steadily became one of my favorite characters. Like, he went from kind of like the joke, the butt of the joke in season one, to now he's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he so was Beach. really great in uh, in this whole thing. It just. Uh, Technically, like when he grabs the nuts, is that a Melvin? I don't remember because I was gonna say the last time I saw this was when Bill and Ted did it to death, I think, in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Excuse us, dude, but your shoes are untied. Yeah. Is that a Melvin? Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. Melvin. I don't know if you get like uh if you had to get the twigs with the with the berries at the same time. I don't I don't know how that uh if, if it's both or one or the other, but I don't know. We'll have to look it up in Urban Dictionary, but do it on your work computer so I don't get in trouble. Do you think it made sense that BJ really just couldn't reconcile with Judy at this point? Like he had to get this out of his system almost? I think so. And I think they did a good job kind of leading up to it. He was like stalking him. He was so upset. And then, you know, he's just really struggling with it. And that's when Jesse steps in and gives him kind of the brotherly advice, which was hilarious. That whole scene was super funny when he's trying to tell him what to do. You know, don't give him compliments. It just that whole scene was very funny. Uh, but I think he had to kind of do something here, even though it's not, it's totally not BJ, right? But I like the fact that they're like he's took so much, he just couldn't take anymore. He had to kind of do something. So I think it made sense from that standpoint. 
Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. Even his, his shit talking sounded kind of fake. It just but the one part, the one where he's talked about a you piece of shit. I'm not a piece of shit. You are. Just thought you could try ride my wife. You freaking animal. Just trying to come and stay focused. Don't talk about come. Tell them who the fuck you are. I mean, that's a you know. What if they would have just said DMX come back when it said rough ride? It was like dry riders. Dry riders, dude. So hot. I love that he believes Judy that it was just a dry home. Like that's what's so funny. It does actually seem to be, but it is funny that like he does. Yeah, you are right that he takes her word for it. I wonder where they actually <laughs> got the cash from, right? Because we see Judy go ask Eli for it. And he said no. Did he like eventually just give it to her? Did did she actually have the cash? Because he's a check for five hundred k. My my guess is she probably just had it and she had no choice. She had to take that L, dude. She didn't want to take the L. Yeah, it was a company check. Maybe it comes out of her end or or whatever. Yeah. It, and I liked uh, Chrissy, the wife, on the way. I like, she's like, I hope this hurts. And I really thought after they set it up in the flashback that Amber was going to have a bigger role here, right? It's yeah. really just kind of the one scene. And then she goes to like the little prayer group and they're just basically like, all right, you just got to sit there until he says like he forgives you. And that's it. I was kind of hoping for a little more from that because it seemed like they were setting something up in the, the interlude three, the flashback episode there. But, you know, Judy kind of stole that that scene because she's so funny where she's like, you know, when she's talking to the 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 one wife, where she's, you know, she's like, like, don't use that type of language here. You know, she was just so funny as she was trying to like figure out what they were saying that it's it's hard for anyone else to shine when Judy's in there. It's like the only one that can really do it is Jesse, you know, or Uncle Baby Billy. Uncle Baby Billy can steal anybody's scene though. That's the he can do anything. I'm I'm convinced. Yes, he, maybe he he'll he's gonna sell Eli on DMX now. He won't do Amy Lee, but all right, who's going to sell him on DMX? You know, DMX did some gospel stuff. It can happen. Yeah. Yeah. The prayer. He, he, he started a pray, DMX prayer group, dude. One of my favorite parts of this was Jesse and the guys helping <laughs> helping PJ, you know, get ready to figure out what he was going to do. Like, that was – it was just so many great one-liners in there. As, you know, BJ's all, like – structurally correct in his sentence when he's trying to shit talk and it just didn't work at all and jesse's like trying to correct him on it like that I, that whole scene worked really well for me with him hitting you know he hits the, the punching bag once and he's like i think i broke my wrist i think that motherfucker was limp to begin with <laughs> it was limp to begin with dude great one-liners here from from jesse and, and company i i thought that scene was really 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 good i mean i do feel for him man if I was him, I don't think I could move through life knowing that a guy named Steven did something like that to me. Gundy or Johnson, had you been BJ and you went over there and you caught him, you know, butt naked masturbating, would you fight a man while he's naked or would you need him to be clothed? I think first off, like that's against like there's some kind of like unwritten dude code. Like that's, you don't know, like that or like taking a dump, you just yeah come back later like that's just yeah that's that's just not cool but i wouldn't want to fight a naked dude that just even because they're going to be more vicious and like nervous and wild right like a a cornered animal yeah i think that would like probably trigger more more adrenaline and a a fiercer response so no i'd want him to feel more comfortable i wouldn't want him to have like total fight or flight and like and you saw that with bj right when he like spit in his and then he pops up he bj tries to run Oh yeah, and that's what Steven does—the cool like body check, like flying leap off the 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 flying dong, I guess. Yeah, the flying dong, dude. The it flying was hanging cr- dong, crouching nuts, flying dong. You know, we got to shout out Mac from Always Sunny because I think Chuck and Carl were trying to steal his move of playing both sides. 
Mel's, what do you think of their moves in this episode? Doing a little, little backstabbing here, huh? Yeah, I mean, it did set up the nice moment where Jesse gives them Redeemer. Here you go. is how we're cool cousins again i thought it only fair that i'd give you all my monster truck <laughs> now she ain't street legal so stay in your lane <laughs> yeah it was a big deal and shout out jesse of course he could be the only dude he gives it to him i mean when's the last time jesse did a selfless thing like there's no I... real advantage to this here right he's just doing it it's a selfless thing and immediately after he's like man I, that was too much i shouldn't have given him my monster truck and keep in mind he, when's he, the last time you think he actually drove it has Jesse driven that in the last 15 years? Like, it looked like it was just in the warehouse under a sheet. It's not like he was taking it out on the weekends or something, right? No. no. <laughs> and, you know, while the, the cousins did lie to, you know, Eli and, and the gemstones, they also lied to uh, Peter a little bit, right? Because they tell him they stole it. So that's why I think maybe they're doing a little bit of the Mac thing there, right? And they're doing the, the key is if you're going to play both sides, you can't tell both sides that you're playing both sides. So they're doing it better than Mac. I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah. Mac didn't figure that part out. Yeah. And the dudes are already making bombs out of that fertilizer. So you figure that's got to come up again at some point. So that's not going to be good. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, were you surprised at all that they, you know, I, I that they left and then that they lied to Peter? Like, who were you more surprised that they lied to? Like Eli or Peter? Uh, probably Peter a little bit, but then I guess, you know, the Christian in them is like, well, maybe we're not lying because we kind of just convinced him to give it to us. Right. So we kind of stole it out of the, you know, by playing them so well, but I, I didn't expect them to, but, but honestly, once they got pressed, I think they had to, I think they're scared of Peter. Yeah, it does seem that way, which is of course, just awesome for like huge dudes like Carl to be scared of Danny Scarface. <laughs> Reminds me of like the little Mr. Scarface from the Batman cartoon, the little uh, little doll dude. Shout out Batman the Animated Series. All right, dude, I'm going to give you your chance here. Go ahead and make a woodchuck joke because we need to talk about what's up with Keith and Kelvin. Let's start with our proper introduction to Taryn, who's now the assistant youth pastor. Is she a star in the making, Magnum Mills? Much like Trick Daddy, she seems to love the kids and the kids love her back. And I do have to say that I think the only uh, wood that Calvin wants to chuck is Keith's wood. So you now he's becoming a, a master of that. So that's good. I, I, I definitely did like Taryn. She was cool flipping around and everything. And I mean, honestly, she seemed to outshine Calvin a little bit, but they seem to work pretty good together, actually. And then you see Keith get kind of jealous of that, right? Yeah. And shout out to Keith's, the woodcrafting carpentry place. The name of it is Woodpeckers. Uh, just a nice little touch there. Um, just thought I'd throw that out there. Did he have this skill set already, or has it been a long time? Because he got pretty good pretty quick, right? Dude. He had that whole chair good. with the the, the Kelvin with the chair. carved Kelvin. I didn't that even realize was... that's what it was until he said it. And I looked, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a, that does say his name in it. I mean, that's hard to do, man. Like, that's, that's A-plus skill right there. So, it's Keith, bro. Keith can do anything. They were looking for somewhere to put him. Like, screw him again, outreach. Have him build the thrones for the throne room. Like, just use the yeah. dude correctly. Like, this is what their problem. They need to up their management skills here, right? They're using dudes and not in the uh, the most efficient places. They're trying to play this relationship like have their cake and eat it too, right? Like, they're cool, they're cool, and now all of a sudden they're really jealous of each other. It's just, does it bother you at all? I mean, I don't hate it, but sometimes it just seems like they need to shit or get off the pot. I think they dragged it on to 
where at any moment now they can make it a thing. But it's also something where I think it needs to be a big thing because you got to tie in the Christian church element, right? So I just don't know that they've figured out how to do that yet. And I think that's probably such a big thing. It's its own scandal. So that maybe that's next season um, if it gets picked up. But I, I'd like to see them do something with it because it's just it's just gotten to the point now where it's so where it's like, OK, you know, it, it was it was funny at first. But now it's like it's so beyond obvious, you know, I mean, every time Kelvin walks up to him, he's got to he's got to he's got to touch his nipple. <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> Yeah, they have just it's so weird, and it's okay. It's a weird thing. Just after a while, it's you know, I guess it's there's always been a little bit of that kind of you know the cringe comedy, the awkwardness with Danny McBride stuff. But this is yeah, you know, and Adam Devine too a little bit on workaholics and stuff like yeah. that. This is definitely in his wheelhouse. It, it's okay. They've just ramped it up to the degree now that it's almost cartoonish, and while the rest of the show is at least somewhat grounded in reality, the majority of the time, you know, except for maybe one person because he's cooler than any person that actually exists on the planet i'm talking about our man the uncle we all wish we had uncle baby billy jamie g i'm not sure that this was really the the best uh, baby billy episode here but at least we're getting some bible bonkers right how do you think these uh you know his big thing with the the hologram presentation went down especially because that joint was a loner it was a loner now come on now it's uncle baby billy bob bonkers I just want to do his voice all the time. It's amazing. I love it. Um, I, I thought that there was some hilarious stuff here when he's talking about, you know, basically he gave Jesse the ultimatum. If Jesse didn't go along with it, he would pimp out the mom. They'd let the, let them boys in Thailand hack it. They'll do all sorts of evil shit. I mean, it was so funny, dude, when he basically went there with that. <laughs> And I also, like, to me, one of the funniest moments is when he was like, How about I throw my mentorship in for free? I think I'm good. I don't need no mentor. Everybody needs a mentor, especially you. You more than anybody I know. Nope. Yes, you are, and I'm going to be yours. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No. Calm the fuck down. That's my first piece of mentor advice to you. (laughs) So funny, dude. Uh, That part had me laughing out loud. Yeah, I just, all the baby Billy. I thought it went about what I thought it would go. Uh, I did not expect Eli to love it. I did not expect anyone other than, you know, Jesse and and baby Billy to see what it could be. And I, especially with, with May May there and stuff, I just, I saw it kind of go on that way, but I, I thought the scene was great. Yeah. I have to say I was, you know, both impressed by, uh, baby billy's balls when he just uses that moment to announce that bible bunkers was picked up because jesse didn't yeah. do that right i mean i guess it could have happened off screen but i'm going with jesse didn't actually like tell him that and that he just like he's one of those things all right i said it so now it's true like you gotta do it now yeah it, i thought that was hilarious and he basically was like this is my one window i'm announcing it to eli that that's what we're doing <laughs> and could they have picked and probably not for us but could they have picked anything better than dmx to be the other hologram yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I'm trying to think who else. To, I mean, Tupac, Andrew Dice Clay was the person that popped into my head. Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> but he's still alive because like, Coachella did this, right? So I think Tupac. That's yeah, of, I'm sure Tupac that's what they're basing and, it on. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Dice Clay is still alive, so that would be a little. I guess James Gandolf, like Tony Soprano would have been amazing if they would have just busted out like a Sopranos crossover and it was just Tony. Like that would have been pretty awesome. I guess the grimy thing would have been. 
like someone like you know hacked to like into like a porno thing or something like he was threatening if one of those showed up but they would get like you can't do that with a real celebrity unless they'd say it's okay yeah i don't know who they would get i'm trying to get like will ferrell or something be like yo will want to do us a solid here I mean, Andy Dick would do it. I mean, we could always get Andy Dick. I mean, he's, you know. I mean, obviously, the actor who played Steven would do it, but. Yes, that's true. I mean, maybe if he did it, they pretended he was Mark McGrath, right? Oh, that would have been Like, he dressed up like Sugar. (laughs) He was the body double, you know, like the body guy in, like, the 3D, you know, in the ping pong ball suit when they're doing motion (laughs) capture or whatever. Uh, Yeah, he got, like, the little, little, like, dogs hanging off his, you know, when he's hanging the dog and everything. That's rich. I, I I thought it was kind of cool too that they ended up having to destroy it to turn it off and the whole DMX thing. Like that was kind of a neat. And then you get ba- you get Uncle Baby Billy. Come on now, that's a loner now. <laughs> he realized he's it's a loner. He's right. Re- it's like a Renaissance thing. We wondered how he would be able to afford or where he did acquire that technology. And so it makes sense that he's fronting for someone. Absolutely. I thought that was great. Um, any surprise that the that both Judy and Kelvin quit? And and do you think there'll be any kind of ramifications from that going forward or no? I don't know because it feels especially Kelvin like they that they do this all the time. I don't know that we've ever seen it to this degree like the temper before. Tantrum. But yeah, th- th- that's the problem with the gemstones, right? They're always kind of throwing a hissy fit and a little bit or temper tantrum or whatever you want to call it. And it maybe, I guess. I don't know. This I mean, because he had Eli there and he heard it. I, I don't know. Does that make it more real? You know, this is where, because we don't know the exact thing of how their power structure works. Like, how does that even work, really? You know what I mean? Like, who can, then can Jesse bring on other people then? Or is it just him? Or does he even have the say? You know, how does it work? So, I think we need to know the rules. What are the rules? The rules? Well, Mills, you've helped me upgrade my wardrobe beyond just regular-ass shopping mall clothes, and I appreciate that. I really do. But I think I'm ready to level up again. Can you help me with some righteous merchandise? Oh, I can, because uh, right at the top, we got one you'll love, and that's just a t-shirt for the Baby Billy Mentorship Program. You're going to love this one, make you look real smart. Everyone know you got a great mentor. And then we got uh, Nux, stylish, stealthy, effective. Everyone will know not to fuck with you because you got ducks in your pocket. And but you want to know that you're also fun, right? So we got somersaults are for everyone because somersaults are for great, right? Everyone can do it, especially Keith. And then finally, the the one you need to show that you 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 know what the deal is with the good music. You got Amy Lee is up in here. It's a little Amy Lee DMX crossover. So everyone is going to know like your your taste in music is just exquisite. Man, well well, let's go ahead. Let's turn the other cheek and offer up some alternate titles for the episode. Now for out of the heart comes evil thoughts. It sounds kind of cool, but I think the episode presents some other quality options for us. Am I right? Oh yeah, uh, there are. And the one that just uh, jumps out to me is just uh, Judy takes the L. Cause I just love that. Like just to take the L, take the L. Uh, that'd be a fun one. If you saw it, like, all right, like that's a, I'm intrigued. You got one. Oh, dude! I, I thought I thought a monster truck as a giant gesture would have been so cool because they teased it multiple times, and it is a giant gesture. I mean, Jesse's not wrong with that at all. It's definitely a giant gesture. Yeah, and, and if you wanted to go with something that was kind of like maybe more of the traditional sitcom thing, like a 
Keith makes a chair for Kelvin. You saw like, you'd be like, okay, I guess Keith left in the last episode, but he's making chairs now. What's up with that? That's great, man. And probably the one, the real good one. Now you go out with the, the kind of the, the end line there from BJ, like, I hope you like me now. That uh, I like how they do that sometimes with the drop the last episode, you know, the episode name with kind of the, the last line or whatever there. I think that worked pretty decent. I'd be there for all of that. That's Red Man. I'll be that. I'll be that. I'll be That's that. I think it's time to drop a gem on him. Once again. Once again. Mills, drop your favorite quote or dialogue for this episode, which was for out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Uh, seriously, Jamie G, this is a really tough one. I think I probably have to go with the baby Billy line you referred to about uh, unplugging his mama and selling them over in Bangkok. You change your mind, I'll just unplug your mama and I'll sell it to one of them sex shows over in Bangkok. Now, them boys will hack a program real quick, make your mama do all kinds of nasty stuff. You dirty dog. It was hilarious. I, I got to go with Judy, where she's kind of having a little heart-to-heart with, with Martin, and she... And she's like, dang, Martin, feeling vibes like like I'm the teenage girl going to the abortion clinic in secret with her male best friend from theater department. It's just such a great, and it's true. Like, I like the fact that Judy actually had feelings about doing something wrong, even though it was a dry hump. It, it, she still hurt BJ, and you can tell that really bothered her. And it's like, for someone like Judy, you, you just don't see that very often. So I thought it was kind of cool that she actually had like feelings yeah and i really wonder who this secret uh you know male best friend from the theater department was i don't know if it was someone we saw in the flashback or not but i bet you this uh this sounds very real it's too specific (laughs) uh right it sounds like that might have happened to her before uh lord knows everybody on the show takes it on the chin from time to time and sometimes you end up defending yourself from a dong hanging dime store sugar ray and heaven help you if you can't defend yourself. Well, I mean, some people can, some can't. I mean, I don't know. What's up, Judy? Are you upset? Are you upset at all about the DMX thing? No, dummy. I'm crying about very sad shit going on in my own life. Is this about Christy? Just what do you think she is? An even shittier bitch than Stephen said you are. Just sit there quiet like a little dog. I'll kill you in your sleep. Cut your fucking head off and scalp you. <laughs> Okay, okay, BJ, what's up with your wife? Y'all doing okay? I swallow a lot. But this, this might be something I can't choke down. Well, maybe it's not her fault. Women don't have control over their emotions. It ain't their fault. Do you agree with that, Uncle Baby Billy? Now, she don't get her ass in line. We'll make a hologram out of her too, now. Sheesh, I don't think I could do somebody dirty like that. You change your mind. I'll just unplug your mama and I'll sell her to one of them sex shows over in Bangkok. Them boys will hack a program real quick. Make your mama do all kinds of nasty stuff. You dirty dog. All right, all right. This is getting kind of dark. Keith, help a brother out. Tell us about your new boss. He's taught me a lot in the ways of hard woods. Okay, sounds a lot like your old boss. Not sure that helped. Eli, can you bail us out here? I don't want to talk about this. I just want to fish. Please. Can you fucking kids just please... Please figure out your lives. Can somebody say something funny or am I forked? Take the L, take the L, take the L, take the L. Take the L. Take the L. I ain't taking no L. Judy, roast these motherfuckers. Lick my 
my dick, Jesse. Judy, I can see why you're upset. If I was you, I'd be blaming Amber too. I mean, the system is basically just waiting around for your spouse to forgive you. Right, Amber? Basically, yes. Oh my God. Jesse, would you care to elaborate on the system? Okay, well, newsflash, Amber, your thing doesn't matter. My thing does. You're out there trying to play fucking pretend therapist, fucking farting in jars for people, and I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to exploit my dead mama so that people like us again. Baby Billy, are you sure you're cool with Jesse openly trying to exploit Amy Lee? I mean, I'm pretty sure Eli doesn't like this. Well, she's my sister. She's your mama. He don't own her, we own her too. I don't know, Jesse, all the holograms and shit, why not just do it yourselves without any fucking gimmicks? Because we don't have what it takes. We fucking suck together. Um, I'm trying to make us more appealing. Dude, everybody knows that I'm the talent in this family since mama died. I got more talent in my pubes than you do in your entire being. Okay, okay, simmer down. Hey, BJ, how's your training going? Uh, I think I broke my wrist. I think that motherfucker was limp to begin with. Don't let him do that to you, Beej. Tell that motherfucker Steven who you are. Don't let his ass off the hook. I'm Benjamin Jason. There you go. I'm there for my wife emotionally, spiritually, and freaking sexually. I get rock hard whenever she needs it. You think you're some hot body home wrecker? I'll wreck your fucking face. Damn, BJ, you a bad motherfucker. I hope you like me now. Well, we're as righteous as we want to be, so let's give our righteous moments. Magnum Mills, what's your favorite scene or moment from For Out of the Heart? comes evil thoughts. Well, it, it's three letters and it starts with up in here, up in here. Uh, give me DMX because it was so random, but also uh, definitely shout out the uh, the scene with BJ, the, the punching bag and everyone trading him. But I got to go with my man, Dark Man X, because I don't think he's showing up again on uh, the show probably. So this is it, I think. First and only chance to shout out DMX. So here we are. I mean, yourself? everybody knew Earl, but there was another Earl. And yeah, shout out to you, Max. I'm right there with you. I am going to give it up for the for the training scene with the punching bag with with BJ and the boys. I mean, that's BJ Barnes, son. So he he needed that. I, I thought that was that was a fantastic moment in an episode that had a bunch of really good moments. Yeah, it, it really did. And yeah, like uh, especially that everything with Baby Billy, obviously. So that's a good DMX and Baby Billy. I don't know how you beat that. That's true. It sounds like we like this one, so let's find out how much we like this one by busting out our jeweler's loop, the joint we stole from Mars Eye Larry, and we're going to evaluate this episode of The Righteous Gemstones. We're going to grade for Out of the Heart Comes Evil Thoughts on a scale of 0 to 10 gemstones. Jamie G, drop a grade on him. Woo! Man, this one was this one was good. I'm going to be high on this one. I'm going 9.3. 9.3 oh i am right up there with you i think i am going to go 9.0 which might sound a little low but it's the highest i've been on any episode so far this season so i'm giving a nine flat gemstones to episode six so the so the you know so it's a nine inch dawn Praise all that is good in this world. It's time for the righteous ratings. Mills, since you're a Philly cat, why don't you explain the process? Oh, dude, come on, man. Way to kick a Sixers fan when he's down. This guy. 
Here's the deal. Every episode, we rate the main characters in five categories from one to five, with one being the worst, five being the best. We average the results together and make up a little bit of a model here so we get our ratings and determine who won the episode. We rate them on the following categories. Getting shit done, their home life, their love life, their family life, their career. Don't be a fuck up, which means just what it sounds. Don't fuck up. And the funny factor. Did they make you laugh in this episode? And here we go. And we're going to kick it off with our number five. And that's Amber coming in at five. The only real knocks against her. She didn't get a lot done this episode. And she wasn't the funniest. At four, we have our man BJ, who's basically killing it everywhere but at home. Because obviously he's still got a situation. But he's taking control of it. He's hysterical. He's getting shit done. And we have a tie at two. Between basically the Montgomery's, we got Chuck and Carl, and we got Peter. You know, Peter, not the funniest. Chuck and Carl definitely getting shit done because they have a monster truck they didn't start out the episode with. So it feels like they're both on the come up. And obviously, you know who number one is going to be. It's going to be, oh man, Uncle Baby Billy. And let's be honest here, this is about as bad of an episode as he could have. He's got this important piece of technology. It was a loner. It got destroyed. And he's still number one, maybe not with a bullet. He's usually number one with a bullet. No, he's just regular number one. But I mean, that's Baby Billy. He's number one no matter what. Always and forever. Uncle Baby Billy now. Mills, tell us about the next episode of The Righteous Gemstones. Next up is Burn for Burn, Wound for Wound, Stripe for Stripe. That's season three, episode seven. The short plot synopsis is... Tensions run high between the Montgomerys and Gemstones as Jesse, Judy, and Kelvin are suffering from setbacks. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Romancing the Gemstones. Thank you guys for checking us out. We really appreciate you being on this gemstone journey with us. A lot of fun doing this and a lot of fun doing it with you. Hit us up on our social media uh, and shit, drop a line in the comments, man. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think of this episode, anything we missed. Um, we definitely read those and respond to them. So drop us a note and whatever you do, don't forget the flaps, the meaty flaps. Okay. I'm talking about follow, like, and please subscribe. Extremely important. It's the most important thing you can do today is hit the flaps. Mills, what else is out there? Um, I mean, apparently though, you're, you're wearing glasses and we, uh, did your vision just, uh, deteriorate as we were doing this? I don't know. You'll have to tune in next time to find out. Again, find Romance in the Gemstones wherever your pods and on YouTube or on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff because we are presented by regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Thanks again. Remember, if you had fun, give us that thumb. Just the one. Click it once. It's all you got to do. That's all we ask. On behalf of myself, Magnum Mills, and Jamie G, thanks for tuning in. And remember, live your best life by living it big Uncle Baby Billy style. Bye, Felicia. Uncle Baby Felicia. Oh, baby, Felicia, now.